you need to improve the performance of your team. So you need to set goals for them and more importantly, help them achieve them. But maybe this is the first time you're setting goals and you're not quite sure how to set them, how to help your team achieve them, and you're a little confused. Well, that's what we're going to tackle in today's episode. And once again, welcome to You're In Charge, Now What? The podcast that equips new managers and experienced managers with real world solutions to help improve the performance of their team. Each week we dive head first into the challenges that you as managers face and we give you some practical strategies each episode that you can implement right away. So let's dive into today's episode and help you set great expectations for your team and help them achieve the goals that you lay out. All right. Well, welcome to another episode. Uh, I'm your host, Glenn Pash. And today we're going to talk about goals. Oftentimes, uh, managers and not just new managers, but even experienced managers take setting goals sort of as something that I can tackle off the cuff. I can just pick a number out of the air. I can throw a challenge out to my team. And then they'll go achieve it. And throughout that time of, you know, thinking about what the goal is, setting the goal and helping them achieve it, there's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of friction. And that's because when you first set that goal, you didn't think it through. And that's what we're going to talk about today, how to help you do that in order to save time down the road. That's the most important thing. Setting clear expectations for your team, it will allow you to not have those conversations that we spoke about in previous episodes where someone says, oh, is that what you wanted? Oh, I misunderstood. If those words ever are shared on your team, that means that you were not clear enough in your communication. So again, if you want to maybe go back and listen to the episode on great communication, uh, that will reinforce some of the things that we're talking about today. So let's first start out with what is a goal? Now, it may seem simple. Well, I want to achieve X. Again, I want to lose weight. I want to increase sales. I want to read a book a week. Whatever your goal is, oftentimes we don't achieve it is because we don't make it, number one, tangible. What do I mean by tangible? Tangible means I understand what the goal is. I can feel it. Remember when we talked about in our communication episode, when we said, if I'm going to communicate an action to someone, I should be able to get up and do it. So very similar. If I want to read a book a week, that's very tangible versus I want to read more books. I need you to pick up your performance. I need you to increase sales. Those are not tangible. But if I say, I want you to be able to sell five more a month, that's a tangible goal. I understand what that means. Both sides can understand it. Now, uh, again, when we're talking about this tangible goal, it can be tied to specific. But again, tangible to me also means there's something in it for me. I have to understand when I'm communicating goals to someone, I have to. it has to be inspiring for someone to want to put in the work to achieve this goal. So what's on the other side? So if I want you to increase and sell five more, it's not just for me as the company. It can't just be, well, 
if you don't sell five, you're going to be fired. That might work for a few people. But if it's, well, if you sell five more, then you're going to earn X amount more of commission, which in turn then allows you to do more things for your family. Then there's a, I have a stake in achieving this goal. So we want to make it tangible for our team so we know where we're going, which ties into being specific. We've, we've sort of pound that topic a lot, but it's so important to uh, make sure that both sides understand. So five more, I want to lose weight. Well, how much weight? I want to lose 10 pounds in what time frame? Trying to lose 10 pounds in a month is completely different than I want to lose 10 pounds over the next six months. One may not be healthy. One might be too drastic or it might be too high of a bar in a short period of time where I will give up. So tangible, very specific, what's in it for me. And then we want to make sure we understand why we're doing this goal. You know, really reinforce what you previously did. So if I'm changing the goal, that means I achieved my last goal. What's next? So we want to first reinforce what the goal was previously. So again, let's say that we sold, I'm selling 10 a month and I'm constantly hitting 10 a month. I want you now to raise it to 13 or 14 or 15. Over the next three months, we want to add and get you to five more. But the fact that I sold 10 versus one month I sold two, one month I sold eight, one month I sold three, and then picking a number out of the air saying, I want you to sell 15, completely unrealistic. It's not tangible in my mind because how am I going to get to 15? I never even sold more than eight. How am I going to double my production when my production is sporadic versus you consistently are selling 10. We want to be able to move you to 13. We want to be able to move. You've already lost 10 pounds on our uh, process that we have in place. We now want to try and lose five more. Do we just reset the goal and now we move into how do I uh, change this? Or do I have to change some of the actions? Because maybe the first 10 pounds were easier. The second five might be a little harder. Same thing. Selling 10, I'm in a routine. I have, have my process down pat. What I do every single day, it's, it's easy. I know what to do to achieve this. Anytime I'm going to increase my goal, there is going to be some discomfort because I'm changing. Change has some discomfort. So what am I going to do to move forward? So again, first thing about goals is tangible, specific. What's in it for them? What did I used to achieve and where are we going next? I need to make sure that we have all of those in place and everybody understands where we're going in order to achieve our goal. Okay, now next is, again, the metrics that we're going to track. Did the metrics change? Are the same metrics, you know, are we still looking at pounds? Are we looking at days? Are we looking at a time frame? Did we change something in those metrics? Did Are we looking at a different metric? Again, we want to make sure that everybody is aligned. One of the biggest problems uh, or friction points with team is I think you're tr still tracking this and now you've changed and you're tracking something completely different. Now there's a disconnect. So we want to be, again, clear on the metrics that we're going to track and what goes into those metrics. Now, what do you mean by what goes into those metrics? If I'm trying to increase sales, what are my actions that I do on a day in and day out basis to generate those sales? Maybe it's 
activities like reaching out to a customer through email, phone, text, video. Well, in order to generate more, do I have to increase the number of customers that I reach out to? Do I have to increase my frequency? Do I go back and look at areas of opportunities where maybe I was already talking to someone, maybe I set an appointment with them, but they didn't show up, but I didn't really follow the process to get them back in. I'm so worried about getting a new customer to come in instead of saying, well, I still want to do the new customer, but should I go back and look at trying to get some of the customers who I already built a relationship with back into the store, in the dealership so I can help? hope that makes sense. So again, we want to make sure we know what goes into these metrics and where, what do I have to do to achieve this new goal? If I'm lost 10 pounds and these next five pounds are going to be a little harder, do I need to change the workout? Because my body's gotten used to a certain series of exercises. Well, I want to shock my body and change. Maybe I don't want to do as much cardio. I want to now do uh, more weightlifting, or maybe I need to change my diet or increase what I'm eating and get rid of something else. All of these are pieces to the activities that are going to generate the results we want. So again, setting a goal without going backwards and mapping into what are the activities we're going to be doing to achieve this goal. Did anything change in our process? We have to be clear. Why? Because then I, as the coach, are going to know how to help both the team and the individual. So the, that, those are the first two, right? The goals themselves, what metrics, did we change any actions? So those are the first pieces to this. Now, this, as we move into this, is going to be the most important, and that's why I'm going to flip over, for those of you watching, flipping over my pages so I make sure I hit all my notes here, is we want to make sure now, as we move into coaching our team, my job now, right? So now I am the manager of this team. I am the coach of this team. I have laid out the goal the direction of where we're going to go. I have worked with the team to explain, are there new activities that we have to do, increased activities, or are we just keeping the same activities? Whatever it is, I've communicated the path so now they can go out and start doing their activities, their jobs. Now it's my time where I have to now, as the leader of the team, look at what I need to do to help my team achieve this new goal. So let's assume again, we have five to seven people on our team. I've set goals for the team. I now have to break these goals down for each individual. Everyone is not performing at the same level. You have new people, you have experienced people, you have people who were performing who are no longer performing. You have someone who is accelerating and we want to make sure that all of those activities are maintainable so that we can get that performance from them on a long-term basis. So what do I have to do as this leader to help them achieve the goal? Well, I have to make sure I'm setting clear expectations for myself. I have to make sure I'm setting goals for myself in terms of what are my activities. Maybe my activities have to increase. My inspection has to increase. I need to know the metrics we're looking at. I have to know how to make sure that any of this that might change. Have I organized my day in a way to be able to have the time to do these new activities? 
Remember, you as a manager, you're working with that team. But remember what we said, you're also on someone else's team. There's someone above you who is your coach. There may be expectations upwards. Maybe there's more meetings. Maybe there's more reports. Maybe there's new tasks that you have to do. But the key is you have to be organized as a manager and setting clear expectations even upwards to say, I can't attend that meeting today because I have something with my team. Or can I have the meeting with you an hour later because I've already scheduled something with my team? You have to communicate expectations up and down. The key is when we are now being organized, we have to make sure that you are focused on coaching and training. One of the biggest reasons why teams underperform is the manager, in this case, I'll use myself as an example, I get comfortable with certain people on my team who they should know this. They, they are, they're a solid performer. And so what happens is, is I don't pay as much attention to them. I take for granted that they're doing what they need to do. What happens is when even your top performers need attention from you as a coach, you may not have to sit as and spend as much time as you would with someone who's brand new, but they still need to know that you are paying attention, that you're giving them some feedback on how they're doing, encouraging them, thanking them, pushing them a little bit, or else what happens is their performance will take a step back. It won't tank, but if they were selling 20, now they're selling 18. That means there's someone else on this team has to make up two because that person dropped back. Again, you're you're just, again, looking at their performance and we'll assume, ah, Glenn will pick it up. He's good. And what happens is, is we start human nature dropping down a little bit. Again, not drastic, but you have to be organized and you have to make sure that you are coaching and training your team and it's organized or else they're not going to achieve the goal. You cannot set goals, assume they know what to do, assume they're going to do it, and just because you had a couple good days, that they're going to carry on and achieve those goals. Most of the time, I'm going to give you a little caveat here. Most of the time, when you start a new initiative, these new goals, we're going to, everybody will be focused on them and they will most of the time get out of the gate fairly well. Why? Because it's new. But more importantly, because you as the manager are focusing on it. Probably your first week or two of this new initiative, you're going to be talking about it all the time. Every meeting, you're going to talk about it. You're going to look at where we're going. And especially if we're getting off on a good foot, we're going to celebrate that. We're going to be high-fiving everybody and thanking everybody. And then all of a sudden, you as a leader start taking it for granted. Your focus goes to somewhere else. And it's no longer the topic and performance will start to stagnate. You have basically, as a manager, taken your responsibility of accountability, of helping them and putting it on the team and saying, you have to self-motivate yourself. Not good. Your job is to be there as a coach. I don't care if that person's been on your team for a year. They still need coaching. As I said, the coaching could be very quick but they still need attention. They still need coaching. It is so important for you to be organized and make sure you have time to train. That is one of the key tactics and strategies. So ask yourself, are you training your people every single week? Are you coaching them every single week? Are you invested in their success through your efforts? Or are you just talking to them in meetings, 
in passing and putting all of that responsibility on them. If your team's underperforming, when I go in and consult with companies, automotive dealerships and other industries, when a team is underperforming, I do not go look at the performers. I go look at the manager first. And I need to know, is there a written process that they're following? And more importantly, I start focusing on the manager to say, show me your training, show me your involvement. And usually that's where the disconnect is. Your team will do what you hold them accountable. And if you're not holding them accountable, and I'm not saying people misunderstand, holding people accountable is not yelling and discipline. Holding them accountable is coaching. Are they doing what they need to do? If they are, great, compliment them, help them, encourage them. They will repeat that behavior but do not push off your responsibility as a coach onto them and then expect them to be successful long-term. Won't happen. All right, so we're going to get into the next uh, section about how to train, but I want to take a quick little pause here. And again, thank you so much for uh, being part of this journey. I hope you're finding value in what we talk about each week. And uh, please don't forget to subscribe, hit the subscribe, the like, and the notification button, because every week we're going to be sharing uh, these types of uh topics out. And, uh, and again, if you, if you have a topic that you'd like us to talk about, just drop it in the comments, but please do share this out with your network. I'm sure there's a lot of people, uh, who could benefit from this, especially if you're finding value. So again, thank you so much. And, uh, let's get back to helping you set these goals. So, as I said, we, we talked all about this, setting these goals, tangible goals, making sure we know what actions we have to do to achieve these goals. Did they change? Is it just more of what we currently were doing? And then your job, as the coach is being organized, making sure you have time to train, making sure you are training, you're not pushing off your responsibility to coach and train onto them and then get upset when they're not achieving the goal. Remember, if a team's underperforming, you as the manager have to look in the mirror first to make sure that you are doing what you have to do in order to help them succeed. So one of the things that managers, especially new managers, it's a, it's a learning curve. They ask me, well, how should I train? Now, I promise you there will be an upcoming episode where I will talk about my training process. This is how you train someone. I don't care what you're training them on. You follow this process. It'll work. But what we're talking about is how do I keep people on the goal? If, if I'm inspecting their performance and they're achieving or not achieving the results, what do I do as the manager? And this is where, again, we want to talk about achievement as a team, but we also need to break down and look at each individual because if we're achieving a goal, maybe, again, sometimes achieving a goal is an average of a team, someone might be underperforming or vice versa. If we're underperforming, there are people that are achieving their personal goals. You have to be very careful that you're not just putting the whole team on blast, so to speak. And the top performers are getting frustrated because why am I getting yelled at? Because these underperformers, and now we start creating some tension amongst the team. So when we look at results along these lines of achieving our goals, I call it my training tree because it's it's a if this, then this type of branch. So if we look at results, we're either going to get the results we want or we're on the path towards our results or where we are behind. Now, if we are on that path, if I'm working with an individual and they're on the path of achieving their goals or they're achieving their goals, I want to make sure I spend time with them and make sure they understand what they're doing to achieve those goals. Why? 
because I want them to repeat that behavior. We sometimes can achieve our goals in spite of ourselves, and we don't know what we did, so I can't replicate that performance. And so I have a good month, and then I have a bad month. That's when you have inconsistent uh, performance from someone on your team. It's because they don't really know. They just happen to have a couple lucky customers who bought from them. That did, doesn't mean that they know what they're doing. It just happens. So you have to really get in there when they're doing something well to make sure they can anchor in that behavior so we can repeat. One little side tip, when your team is winning, you should be spending as much time inspecting the execution of the results, what they're doing in their activities with the, the same amount of focus as if they were underperforming. Too often, again, too often managers, when we win, we just go, that was a great month, go out there, let's do it again. There are people on your team who don't know what they did. And so that's why we have inconsistency. So again, spend as, as much time. Now, if we don't get the results, again, first thing we wanna do is sit down with our team member and review. We wanna look at the activities. Again, keep emotions out of this. It's not about the person, it's about what they were doing. Most individuals on your team, 99.9% .9 of the people who are on your team are there trying to do a good job. They're doing what they think they should be doing. So we need to inspect that and find out where's the disconnect. Where are they spending time doing activities that either they shouldn't be doing or they're doing it incorrectly. And then your job as a coach is to go in and fix that. So I want to make sure first they understand what they should be doing. So I will talk to them and I will ask them, okay, what do you remember about from training? What do you remember from training about X? I need to understand if they know what they're supposed to doing. Is this a knowing K-N-O-W or is this a knowing N-O, meaning they're choosing not to do it? So my first thing is I want to make sure they understand what the goal is, what the activities are. I'm watching them to see if they're doing it. So this is where coaching sometimes takes time to be able to watch what they're doing, see them, role play with them to understand where there is a breakdown. If they don't know what they're doing, or if you see that there has to be some retraining, then retrain, recoach them. Explain to them, show them what they need to do, get them back on track. And then in your mind, you're saying, I have to check in with them more often so that they don't drift back to bad habits. If it's a knowing, N-O, meaning the person knows what to do, they tell me what they're doing, now I have to dig in and figure out why they're not doing this. If I only coach them K-N-O-W, and I keep telling them, well, Glenn, you know what to do. Glenn, let me show you. Here's what you're supposed to do. The person in their mind is just going, this is why I don't like this manager. They're, they don't understand. But if someone knows what they're doing and they're choosing not to do it, that's what you need to address. And so then sit with them and say, well, Glenn, it seems like you know what you're supposed to be doing, but you're choosing not to do this. What's going on? Could be a million different things. Could be something's going on at home. They, they, you know, something happened with a family member. Maybe they just disagree with your process that you came up with. Great. Let's have that conversation. Let's air that out. Let's get them back on track. I have to sell them on what they're doing, but be open to let them sell me on why they think their process is better. It's okay. They might think that goal is too high. They might think that goal is too, uh, too, uh, close, meaning that we have to get it in a month and we'll never get it in a month. It's okay. You as a coach want to listen to this, sell them why we think we can get there. Why did you come up with that goal in that month? 
And here's what we're going to achieve it. Get them back on your side, collaborate with them, be there to help them. Get it. I, they may still disagree, but at the end of the day, you're the, you're the manager. You have to get them back on track and be helpful for them. So again, encourage them. Start playing on their ego about how good they are. And I need you. I need you. Other people are looking at you. You're one of the experienced people. I need you to go help me out with this. Whatever you have to do as a coach. But that's where that training tree comes in. Now, if someone continues down the road of underperforming, we're going to talk about that in a future episode where you have to have difficult conversations with people or get them back on track. But we're talking about right now that initial, I'm not getting results. Why? Do they not know or do they know? And your job is to coach them and get them back on track for those goals. And again, a lot of times this is going to happen with one-on-one. So you as a manager have to schedule time. Doesn't mean you may have to do all seven people on your team every single week. You might say, well, I have someone new who I have to check in with twice a week, but an experienced person, maybe it's once a month. You'll figure out what you need to do from a one-on-one coaching conversational uh, interaction to keep them motivated, keep them moving forward to achieve the goal. The key is giving them feedback. Daily feedback where we are as a team, one-on-one feedback where they are individuals, shout out team members when they're achieving, shout out the team when they're achieving. Remember, positive in public, negative in private. We want to make sure that we're moving on, but keep them updated, push them, challenge them. It's up to you to understand as a leader how to move them forward. But again, it all starts with, and this all circles back to the very beginning. If you're not setting a clear and specific goal, a tangible goal that they understand with a specific time frame, with specific actions in order to achieve those goals, how you're going to coach them, inspect them, help them. If that's not happening right out of the beginning or right out of the gate and there's anything murky, you're going to have so much friction and frustration trying to help your team achieve those goals. There's going to be a lot of anger, a lot, as I said, frustration, you know, it, it, it's a waste of energy. It's a waste of time when you, if you clarified everything up front and aligned everybody's purpose, then your job is to coach them and get there. As I said, they're going to be successful. You'll help them. And if they're not, you're going to be able to put your head on the pillow and said, I did everything I could. I coached them. I retrained them. I helped them. I did whatever I could to get the team successful. By that time, that person's choosing not to be part of the team, and that's okay. As I said, we'll have that in a, in a future episode of how to have that conversation. All right, so I hope you found value in that. I, I hope that helps you with setting goals. Again, our goal here, our goal here with this podcast is to provide you with tactical strategies that you can implement right away. And I hope these you can apply right away to help you become more successful. So again, thank you so much for being here. Please as I said earlier, share this out if you found value. I'm sure there's a lot of people who could benefit from this. The fact that you're with us uh, each week means a lot. I know there's a lot of content out there that you could watch. uh, And uh, the fact you spent time with us really means a lot to me. Thanks so much for the people, for the team at uh, Black Swallowtail Studios and PCG for putting this all together. I appreciate their efforts. Um, And so like I say, you can be everywhere. The fact you spent time with me means a lot. Please understand, as I say at the end of every episode, you're in charge. The fact that you spent time with us to be able to learn these strategies and put them in practice are going to help you become the leader that you want to be. So 
and look forward to seeing you on the next episode. And as always, if you'd like any more information on the online coaching or personal coaching, just go to uh, my website. It's in the bio here and let's set up a conversation. See you next week. Thank you.